today was a day to celebrate. Today was a day of greatness, um, wonderfulness. Uh, fuck everything that feels good. Everything that feels good. That's what today was. I am Gregory. So I'm going to start off with what the great thing or event was because I want to build from there and um, let you guys know right up front. So this week, my 22-year-old son has found slash located with the help of his father a car. Now, I feel like I'm getting something new. I feel like I have won the lottery. I'm getting a new gift. I don't know. I woke up and I had a stack of cash at the foot of my bed. Pancakes were there with sausage on the side. Perfect amount of syrup. Nicey, fluffy pancakes. Orange juice on the side with two ice cubes. No pulp. No fucking pulp. I'm talking about sunshine coming through the bay window. Shining across the bed, but not in your face. Enough to illuminate the room, but not blow out the television, which, play, which is playing your favorite show from your childhood. Pajamas are on point. Blankets are on your feet. Your feet are covered up. You're not too hot, not too cold. You are comfortable. Okay? Pillow fluff didn't fall off the bed. That's the kind of feeling I'm talking about right now. And if you have kids, young adults who are driving, you understand and feel my joy. Because you have also felt the pain. Now, I'm going to tell you about the, the, the car. And then I'm going to go into why this is a great decision. So, then I'm going to dig into my experiences as well. So, um, I happen to have a conversation with a friend of mine at work, unrelated to automobiles, but talking about the past and things we used to do, hanging out, and just, just life in general. And he happens to mention the car. As he's sitting there, he's talking about he got a car, he's going to sell it. And I said, hold up, hold up. What kind of car are you talking about? Because... I'm trying to find a car for my kid. I know I said my first son found a car in the beginning, but he did have my help. Okay, the majority of the work was on me. I did find a car. So he goes into it and says, man, I got this car, whatever, whatever. He tells me the story about why he's selling it. And I'm like, shit, I know this dude. And I'm like, yeah, I will buy a car from him. So I'm hearing it. I'm like, well, when are you selling this? See, I'm about to post it online right now. I said, my man, give me give me some time. If you send me the pictures today, I will let you know. So he's like, all right, man, all right. You know, I'll send you a picture when I get home. So he said, I'm not going to post it online. I'm going to send you pictures. So he sent me the pictures. I look at it. It's cold. Nice car. Well, you know what? No, fuck that. It is a cold ride. And I'm going to tell you why. Cold ride because it's under $1,000. And it's like 11-year-old car. It's got a lot of miles on it, but it's under $1,000. And I have a rule about first cars, first car costs, first car debt, and all that good shit. Now, uh, in my state, here in Michigan, auto insurance sucks. It is the the uh, the ball and chain by which you are that you are forced to carry for years. Even when you get older, it's cheaper, but it's not cheaper, cheaper. So. For a 20 year old in the car, you know, you're like, don't go all out, don't go all out. Be reasonable because you're going to get hit with some shit. So, shit, I love my place there a little bit. 
Now let's just rewind, fast forward to figure out where we are. What was I saying? Anyway, fuck it. So, <laughs> I'm looking at this situation. I'm like, man, you gotta, you gotta get on this. So, he sent me the pictures of the car. I look at it. I'm like excited. Like I said, I'm like shit. So I sent them to my son. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Here go these pictures. He responded back as any millennial would. Question mark. I'm like, the fuck is a question mark? I'm like, man, why well, you like this car, man? My boy sell it. I tell the whole little deal, whatever, whatever. He come back with another one. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm driving. By this time, I'm like, you ever get a text message when you're driving, but you can't respond because you're driving, and you can't wait till you can respond? So you're like trying to drive faster, and everybody going slow. It's kind of like you trying to get somewhere to rush, but you can't get there because everybody's slower than you think they are. Yeah, that happened to me. So I finally get to a spot stop. And I'm like, nah, fuck this, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say that. Let me go wait till I get home. So I talk to him. It's kind of nonchalant. And I go into my whole little talk. I'm like, look, man, look, 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 look. I go to the, I come to the deal. Say, look, kind of thousand dollars. Got a lot of miles on it, but you get this whip. If you get it, you drive for two years. You win it. You win it. You win it. All right, cool, 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 cool. So we go look at the car, check it out. He's like, all right, cool, like it. And but this process isn't complete. I'm bringing you to the point where we are in this process now. Because right now we look at the car. He took it, looked at it, drove it. And he's like, man, I like this ride. I like it. It's got a little thing going on with it, but I like it. Said, All right, cool. Great, great, great. You are buying into my 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 theory. My, 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 you're listening a little bit. And, you know, if all goes well, we check the car to the mechanic. Because that's what we're going to do. It's got a lot of miles. And like I said, you don't want to buy a car that's got major problems. You want to know what you get into as, as best you can. So I'm like, the mechanic come back and say, look good. You, you know, I, this is what I would do. And I told him also, you know, I'll be there with you. I'll help you work on it, get it fixed up, keep it running, all that good stuff. But it'll be your whip. So um, side note, what's funny is that we was talking about the other day. He said, I just need a car to get me back and forth. I'm gonna do, all I'm going to do is go to work, come back home. I ain't going to be all over the place, whatever, whatever. So I looked at him. I kind of laughed. I'm like, I, I laughed. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we see how that shit go. Those of you who are um, well beyond the initial driving years know why that what that laugh means. When I first got my car, you know, I sat in my car for the first time. I realized that I had the power to do whatever the fuck I wanted to. I could get up and go. If I had gas in my whip, I can go. You can go to another state. You can go over to another city. You don't have to worry about somebody talking about what you got in your car. You can, If you're a smoker, you can smoke in your car. If you want to leave clothes in your car, you can leave clothes in your car when it's your car. If you want to put your, fill your trunk up with sports stuff, you can do that. If you want to put a cooler in the back and put sodas in your trunk, you can do that. You want to just, you know what, you can do it. You can do it. It's your shit. A, a, a car is your first taste of freedom. You know, you, you get out of school, okay, you got out of high school, you cool, you run around, do your thing. But you go within ranges. You only have so far you can go. You're either borrowing a car, getting dropped off for nowadays Uber or something around. You got a car of your own, you can go somewhere with your friends and man, what you about to do now, man, nothing, shoot. Man, let's go over, let's go to Canada. All right, let's go to Canada. I got some gas, man, I got some money. I don't have to be back with your car tomorrow. It's my car. You can go to Canada, hang out. Stay over there, or you can get 
some more dough, some more friends, and go other places. You're not really, you're not really, um, you're not burdening anyone else. So when I hear him say this, I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna do that. I'm like, you have no idea what a car means. So I also, so I'm like, all right, cool. So, and I know I say, I remember when I got my car, the things I did. Now, as a parent, you always want to do better than you did yourself with decisions, regards to decisions. However, I've said it before. If I haven't said it on previous podcasts, I will say this. The greatest gift and, and joke that we are given as parents is the gift of perspective. Um, and the greatest joke is that our children think it's bullshit. Like, you can do something in your life at 16 or events from 16 and from 16 to 25, 26, or whatever you have till you reach your age of maturity and say, you know what, I'm going to get my life together. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say it to me. I've even said it to myself. You go forth, have children, become a responsible adult, and your child reaches the age that you were when you started doing dumb shit. And you say something to your child based off your wisdom and experience. They look at you like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And you try as you may as best you can and say, look, I'm not saying I'm a genius. All I'm saying, if you keep doing this, this is going to happen to you. And you hear what comes out of your child's mouth. And you're like, did I make an idiot? You you sometimes say that to yourself. Like, what 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 did, what did I do? What, did I accidentally do crack for four years? You know, are my sperm, like, mentally, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, they all fucked up. Did, did, am, I not, am I not healthy enough? Was I not healthy enough? Did someone not do the right test of me to tell me, hey, you probably shouldn't because you did crack? And you're like, when did I do crack? Well, we don't know when you did crack, but whatever you did, you're going to make a kid that has stupid tendencies and will not listen to you. That's how you feel. That is how you feel. But... That's not that's not the reality. Reality is young people do what they think's right. Old people think that they know what's right. And it's hard to communicate between the two. If you are fortunate enough to oh they're gonna goddamn yawn it again. I need an anti yawn pill. If I can make an anti yawn pill, I'd be a billionaire. If you if you could bridge that gap with your child you deserve an award. You do. That is the hardest thing to do. It's the most challenging thing to do. But let me get back on my car tip because um, you know I've, I've kind of talked about the, I've talked about the car. I said with everything going great, maintenance, it's gonna be a great car. I'm gonna help him out because you can't leave your kid. You can't leave your kid fully out there to drive. I mean, you can put him out there. You can cast a line out far, but you gotta at least be on watching the line to see if something you know start bobbing on it. You know, you want to make sure you're there when to catch the catch when it goes. Before you don't want your line get pulled all the way out. You want the kid out there so far that he can't get come back. You want to run out of reel. You want to run out of reel and just be there with, with your fishing pole on the sideline, looking at your kid to drift away. No, you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of to some degree. But you want to throw him out there to make him feel like he's by himself. That gives him confidence. So. um now, why this is so important to me? Why it's such a big deal to me? Well, when I was a little younger than my, my son, I bought my first car. And it was, and as I've always said, the worst decision I ever made in my life. 
And I made bad decisions. I made several bad decisions. My car was the worst decision I ever made. Factual, actual. And I have told my children the story of my car. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole details of my car. But I'm going to tell you the first five years after buying my car what happened to me. Now, I'm going to tell you why I bought my car and where I fucked up at. Um, I fucked up twice before getting my car. Uh, the first time was um, not fighting harder to get the free car that was sitting in front of my house. Yeah. Now, that 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 may sound crazy. That may make you want to say, like, what, what, what are you talking about? Basically, there was a car that we had as a family. I guess as a family. Probably my father's car. That he inherited. And he drove it for a while until he didn't. And I don't really know why he didn't drive it, but it still ran. But um, I um, I wanted the car. I think I drove it the first time I drove it. When I was sixteen, I drove it to the gas station to get some sodas or something like that. I don't know what I went. I went to the gas station, and I remember almost hitting cars parked on the side of the street. I didn't know what I was doing, trying my best, but I was driving up there. And um, I came back and said, "Man, I want this car." It was a Pontiac two thousand, but it was like an eighties two thousand. It was a nice one. It was like the fuck. Nobody gonna know what I'm talking about now unless you're my age. Um, how am I put this? It was living room quality couches, seats, living room quality seats. Like back in the day, we had the couch. You have a sofa that had, or a couch. I don't know what the fuck. You had a couch that had like that. I call it somewhere between a cotton, regular, 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 regular cloth and denim, like soft denim couch, where it had like the nice thick material. You see, this car was brown on the inside, brown on the outside, like chocolate brown with a tan vinyl roof. It wasn't a drop. It was just a tan vinyl roof. car seemed heavy as hell. really felt solid when I was driving. It felt good. And I was like, man, I got to get that car. I got to get this car, man. I got to get this car, man. I'll be straight. And my pops wouldn't give it to me. He just wouldn't give it to me. He just let it sit out there. And then eventually it got towed away because my neighbor thought it was abandoned, which technically it was. And the car was gone. So that was my first mistake. I should have, I should have, I should have petitioned more, better to get that car. I should have uh, been an advocate for myself. <laughs> but uh, oh, I actually probably needed an advocate. I'm gonna talk to my mom about that. She should have, she should have fought harder. But anyway, I digress. That was the first time I lost a car. Second time was a few years later. I had my license. Just like I'm 21 years old. No, 19. Mm-hmm. I'm 19 years old, and um, my mom was just walking through a car lot. An Oldsmobile dealership. They don't exist anymore. They're kind of like the dodo bird. They're gone. <laughs> Cassette players. Dodo bird. CD players. And Oldsmobile. <laughs> so, but I'm walking through the lot with her. And I see this Chevy Citation. Four-door. Chocolate brown. Chocolate brown was a color of the period, I guess. Uh, this car was the late 80s. Maybe 88 or 89. And it wasn't very pretty. Matter of fact, I should try to pull a picture up of this car online because um, it was it was well it was ugly as hell. It was ugly. Let's see if I can find the car. I can, I can explain. I know you guys can't see this, but I can in great detail explain what this thing looked like. But in its in addition to it being brown, it had a pinstripe that wrapped around the car, or at least went around both sides. I don't know that much. Uh, it was orange and black. Chevy's, hold on. Chevy, Chevy Citation, four-door, 
hatchback. It was a hatchback. And holy shit, there it is. It's okay, that's not the right color. But wait, the 1980s. I don't know which one it was, but um, that's a luxury. They had a luxury version of that? Jesus Christ. Nobody was winning and getting promotions for that car. But so we walk through this lot, right? And I, I come across this car. Now, it was ugly. And I'm going to tell you why I thought it was ugly. Because I'm probably thinking, you know, you're probably thinking, well, how you know a car is ugly? You just see in a couple cars. You haven't driven a car. You don't even own a car. You don't even know what it means to own a car. And that's a very good point. And that brings me to why I, am, I was so happy that my son bought into my um my my, my opinions. He bought into my, my, my plan. When you're young, you always looking for the something. You have an idea of what kind of car you want your first car to be. And if you're fortunate enough to have that, great. It worked out great for you. If you get a if you get a godfather deal where you got a family member just gives you a car, pass you down a car, and it's a cool car, you like it, great. But I've been looking through the newspaper. And back then the newspaper used to have ads for cars that now would make people laugh. Like they were Chevy, not Chevy, uh, what was it? No, Chevy Cavalier. Chevy Cavalier. Uh, they had a Dodge Shadow and Dodge, Dodge Shadow and Dodge Spirit was another one. These cars were maybe like $3,500. They, they were cheap. They were cheap cars. And in my mind, I'm like $3,500. Shit, that ain't a lot of money. I can get that. I can get that. I can give me that. And it was like thirty five like it was like something like fifty nine dollars a month. Fifty nine down and fifty nine a month. And I'm like, that's sixty dollars a month. I could pay that. I had no idea how long it would take me to pay that car back. Pay up car off. So in my mind, I'm thinking Chevy side. I'm thinking uh, uh Dodge Shadow. Also oh, that was also where they had the uh the Pontiac Fiero. If you've never seen the Pontiac Fiero I highly suggest you Google it. It was the mid-engine sports car before Chevy made a mid-engine sports car, a mid-engine Corvette. However, the Fiero was shitty. Um, by today's standards, it's shitty, and by those standards, it was still kind of shitty. But that's what I was seeing. So when I'm out here looking for cars, I'm thinking Shadow, Spirit, Fiero. I was not thinking Dookie Brown, Citation. So, my mom, we would see this car this lot. My mom looks at it and says, shit, i buy this car for you right now. You want it? To which I replied, no, nah, I don't want this car. I don't want this car at all. That's what I said. That's what I said to her. So, she says, okay, cool. And I figured I had won. Now, um, that might have been 94 when I saw that car. Because I think I might have still been in high school. Maybe I was 18. The very next year, I think four months after I graduated. No, 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 no. A year after I graduated. Literally almost a year and a half after I graduated. I find myself on a car lot looking at buying a car i had my little shitty job making nine dollars or whatever eight dollars an hour and i'm feeling i'm balling i want me a car 
So I go out and I finance a car. You know, finance myself a car. And there began the slow downward spiral. Now, everything I learned from that car, which I'm not going to go into great detail about, but it does involve debt, insurance, insurance lapsing, and the great credit collapse of the late 90s, featuring Mr. Me. <laughs> I will tell you that everything I learned from that experience, I used to convince my child not to go down the same path. And there lies the source of my joy. See, I understand why, as a young person, you want something that's cool. But as an adult, I understand why those things are not necessary and additionally why it takes someone with the right demeanor right approach to tell you why and to encourage you to think otherwise and to more importantly trust them to trust their process so I rejoice at this moment, I feel like this is a great step. It's a, it's a correction on a past event. You know, I could have easily said, well, I'm not going to let you finance. I'm going to finance it for you. That way you won't have a hazard of debt. I'm going to fix this. It's still creating the same monster. And quite honestly, like I, and I've told him this because I do uh uh, practice transparency with my, my kids I don't bullshit them I tell them how I feel I tell them when they fuck up I tell them when they're wrong and I tell them when they're wrong blatantly um, I would have if I'd have had that opportunity to buy that car at that age at their age I would have jumped at it now here's here's where I feel that this generation has an advantage over our generation in decisions like this. See, um, the couple things I didn't do, like I said at the beginning, I didn't um, petition for that car, that first one that sat there. I didn't uh, challenge my parents on letting it go. I just let it go. You know, I uh, for the second car, I didn't. I didn't really give it a second thought. My mother didn't come back and say, "Well, something to make me think." You know, she didn't make me think about it. She said, all right. And, you know, no one else stood in between me and that dealership that was selling me that car that was um, basically drowning myself. I was literally tying anchors to my feet. Not cinder blocks. Cinder blocks are just concrete. You got to fall fast with anchors, something like that. That'll take you down fast. You're not coming back up with that. That's basically what I did to myself. So, this generation does what we didn't do. And I know the older generation like to shit on the new generation, but the younger generation. But, I mean, when we were younger, that generation, the older generation, we were younger, shitted on us too. So we maybe can learn something from that as well. You know, um, the generation asked questions. They asked questions that we didn't ask. Uh, we accepted things 
because our parents said so, or we live by the because I said so model. And sometimes one or two questions, why not disrespectful, can open up a whole new line of dialogue that potentially um, could change the thought or the way a person, a parent, or an adult thinks. And, you know, said in the right way. I mean, of course, there's certain things. You can't just talk to your, your, your parents like they're your friends, like they're your homies. But you can also say things or ask questions if you're curious about it. You know, this is, this is, the, gener- this, this is the questioning generation. And that's, that's good. I mean, there are a lot of situations good. I mean, in some situations it's bad, but it can be a good thing. So, I, like I said, I'm excited. I'm happy. I cannot wait this whole little deal's wrapped up and that little car sitting in my driveway or wherever the fuck it is. It's here. And then see him moving around and running around on his own too and doing his thing. Getting that one extra step uh, completed and, and moving on and, and doing things with himself. But, uh, um, so yeah, so I guess if I had to um, wrap this up in a bow and kind of put something on it that's encouraging and positive fuck if you're afraid about yourself by now then I don't know what the fuck you've been listening to I just told you a whole story for 20 something minutes almost a half hour and if you haven't figured out yourself don't look for me to just summarize this for you do your homework listen I've said everything that's great I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that shit I'm not I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna recap what I've already said I'm not gonna do it that's not what I do I've given you all my information. <laughs> you just do the best with it you can. Because <laughs> I could be wrong. And I don't want to summarize something that's wrong. Pick the pieces out of it. Work for me. So. <clears throat> well, I think that's, think that's the, the car story been driven to the ground. No pun intended. I'll keep you guys updated on it. Because like I said, this is an exciting moment. Um. Yeah, fun fact as well. For those of us who live in Detroit, so those of us know the D, I actually, for the first time, got to watch my son drive behind me in another car riding out seven mile. I'm looking in the rear view and see my boy behind me on the seven mile riding through the D. And I, I, I had not thought about that, but I hadn't seen that because we don't, we don't live in the area anymore. And I'm coming through and I'm looking back and I'm riding like I ride a little back and say, oh shoot, he back to look at this shit. This is where we at. I'm riding through my spots right to walk the streets at. And here he is, my kid, riding behind me while I'm driving in front. It's a little thing. It's a little thing. I mean, I don't know. If you if you, if you get kids that are older like that and you've had experience like that, you know what I mean. You see a kid doing something in a place or a time or area where you were doing it or you are doing it together, it's it's something, it's something special. It's something unique. So, all right. I'm let you all go and have fun with this one let me know if you've had some experiences with your kids and buying cars your first time experiences or hey um uh your child your 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 first car what was your experience like what do you wish you could have done differently um how did it affect you um is your is your approach any different is your um was your approach any different for your kid when they started driving or did you just say hell i'm gonna buy you a car or did you do the opposite say you want to roll you better get you a job uh, insurance. What did you do with insurance? That's an interesting one too. You know, when you're 22 years old, getting the car, they're gonna nail the fuck out of you because you. They know. They know some weird shit's gonna happen. It's only a matter of time. So, let's talk about that. Um, tag it up. You know the email address is there. I am Gregory, and this has been episode 20. Until next time, folks.
be nice to everyone and yourself.